This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 44-inch. On this week's episode, we interview artist and illustrator Kelly Phillips about designing the cover art for Weird Al Seriously, and we kick off part one of our discussion to determine the definitive top five Weird Al Yankovic album cover art. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al it's a podcast about Weird Al. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave, you need to buckle up. Why? Am I driving? Not yet. This week, not only do we talk to one of our favorite artists, we do another one of our patent-pending definitive top five lists. I love those. You know, some of our most popular episodes are our top five lists. Those are the episodes where we sit down, often with a guest, and we overanalyze everything about everything about all the songs on a particular album. Yeah, they are so much fun, but they are also extremely stressful. I know. I get so worked up that by the time we are done recording these, I've often worked up a really good sweat, and I just need a few hours just to myself to kind of unwind and relax. I mean, I am very passionate about my choices. Well, I don't know if you need to take it that seriously, Dave, but I, you know, I'm glad you do. Uh, one thing I do know, no matter what our subject is for the top five, it always ensures that we are going to have a passionate, heated, entertaining, fun discussion. Ethan? Did you just say insure? No, I actually said ensure. Oh. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you in part by the Don Ferlazzo Allstate Agency in Clifton Park, New York. If you drive like crazy or about to buy you a condo, Don Ferlazzo and his team can help you with crazy good auto, home, and renter's insurance. Plus, the Ferlazzo Agency can protect all of your favorite stuff like your Weird Al Chia Pet. Wait, did you say Weird Al Chia Pet? I did! Did you see the big news this week that there's actually going to be a Weird Al Chia Pet? All of our dreams have finally come true, Dave. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised that one does not exist already. I am too. It, you know, it really is about time. For years, the fans have been begging for something Weird Al shaped to grow their plants on. <laughs> I mean, it's the perfect fit, because when you think of Al, you know, one of his signatures is that incredibly curly hair that he has. And then, like, the Chia Pet is basically replacing his curly hair with, you know, little Chia plants. And it's, like, perfect. <laughs> it's like, how does this not happen until the year 2020? <laughs> well, I'm just glad it's coming. It's supposed to be here in June. That's when they get released, and it's, of course, by NECA, who did the great Simpsons Al figures and the other Weird Al figures, including the white and nerdy figure. So that's going to be awesome. They are definitely worth insuring. You may think your insurance is good enough for now, but don't wait one more minute. Find the Ferlazzo Allstate on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or call 518-278-3543 for a free quote today. The Ferlazzo Agency. We sell insurance. And that's all. We got a lot of great feedback on our episode with Lily Hirsch last week. Of course, the author of the brand new upcoming book, Weird Al. Seriously, just two weeks away, March 15th, it officially drops. Although I have heard some people are getting their orders early. One really cool thing after the episode was posted is a few of our listeners wrote us to say the interview inspired them to pre-order a copy of the book. I think that was the whole point. Those fans are absolutely right. You should look to Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast to make all of your important decisions. <laughs> As we mentioned in last week's episode, and we've mentioned it several times on the podcast before, the artist who designed the amazing cover to that book, Weird Al Seriously, is none other than one of our favorite artists, Kelly Phillips. And with the timing of the Weird Al Seriously book coming out on March 15th, we just knew we had to have her back on. 
Hello, guys. Hey, Kelly. We're so excited to chat with you, especially with Weird Al Seriously coming out so soon on March 15th. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about how fast this is sneaking up. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked a little bit to Lily last week about how you came to get on this project, but I'd love to hear your side of this story. Yeah, it's funny. It was kind of um, just a lot of happenstance, I feel like. So um, Lily had originally emailed me about the book project itself and was looking for some fan perspectives to include as part of her writing. So she actually interviewed me about some of my experiences and my perspective as a fan on his music. And then as we went through that whole email exchange, she was like, well, would you want to just do the cover? And (laughs) I was absolutely on board. And she and the publishers actually had a really great pitch. They were the ones that came up with the idea of presenting Al as a classic composer bust. And I was absolutely in love with that idea. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I want to draw this even if you don't hire me. (laughs) This is just a great idea. And it was an absolute blast working with them. It came out so good. I love, love this cover. <laughs> Thank you. It took, it was a lot of really good uh, back and forth with them. They were so excited about all of the, like the odd ideas I would bring to the table. <laughs> they would tell me to push and pull different areas, but they kind of just gave me free reign to do as I pleased, which is always great when you're an artist. Was this something you drew digitally or does it start off as a sketch and transform from there? So this one I started digitally because I knew that I was looking for a certain aesthetic and I wanted to make sure that it had um, a minimal amount of lines in it. So usually when I sketch and then ink, I, I end up being more line heavy. So I wanted this to be as much about like the shapes and making it look as marble-esque as possible. Mm. <laughs> and then I spent probably uh, four years of my life drawing all of those curls <laughs> <laughs> Just truly chose the most laborious process possible to get that done. Um, it looks so good. <laughs> I, good. <laughs> it, it hurt me. <laughs> but no, I'm super happy with how it all turned out. I think it's like their idea was such a good jumping off point. I had so much fun making it. And so what was the timeline of actually working on this? Um, well, I'm horrible at deadlines, so I'm sure I gave it to them a while after they originally wanted it, (laughs) but probably from, uh, their pitch to me, to me turning in the final one was probably over a few months. Yeah. Was that last year or when did you start working on it? Yeah, that was last year. I know you did show us a little bit of a sample over the summer Mm -hmm. when we saw you, which thank you for that. (laughs) That's when it was almost done. (laughs) Okay. So that was my next question. So that wasn't officially done yet that was still almost done yeah we did a few um color options so we we started getting really into the weeds of like well this could be any color palette and we could do flowers and leaves and whatever anywhere so i Hmm. we would just go back and forth and i would send them like an enormous color palette they would tell me which ones i liked and then i would be like oh wait i tinkered with it seven more times here's more options (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we landed on the nice kind of teal bluish that whole look i don't even remember where it started (laughs) you know what i heard there ethan i heard that now there's a possibility that there will be alternate covers to this book oh (laughs) yeah truly uh if there's 256 colors that can be displayed on a laptop there's 256 versions of this cover that can exist (laughs) okay so you did the drawing you did the background did you do the Weird Al Seriously, those letter placements. I did not do the text. So it was really cool when they finally announced the book officially from the publisher and I got to see like what the mock-up was going to look like and how that all came into place. And I think that was just really, really solid. I would love to see it without um, the text on it because it says something underneath the bust and (laughs) I just can't read it. I have some guesses, but I would like if you could premiere the fact of what it says <laughs> under Al's bust. I can I can give you the spoiler if you're ready. I can give it to you visually or I can just tell you. <laughs> I'll take your guesses first though. <laughs> okay. I think it says Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, great. Great option. Great guess. To me it looks like it says the word Apollo. Oh wow. Hmm. These are these are not the guesses I was expecting. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just going to throw this one out there. This, I mean, this is probably not it. 
but maybe, you know, this is just a silly guess. Is this Yankovic? <laughs> I think ding, 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 we have a winner. <laughs> oh, okay. It's yeah. always the last guess. A nice, a nice classic uh, Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> Not Yankovic. Not, well, hopefully. yeah, that was edit number one. Uh, <laughs> they're like, don't you know how to spell his name? <laughs> Truly no. Not after all these years. Well, we were thrilled. Our good friend Trevor, he's a great listener of ours. He was at this library conference. I don't even know what it was called. Last week. And he got us some stickers from Roman and Littlefield of your drawing. I don't even have stickers of my drawing. <laughs> I hope they send me some. <laughs> well, Trevor's like, hey, Ethan, I got you a sticker. And I was like, I hope you got Dave one. And he's like, oh, I'll go grab one. And then he sent me a picture. Wow. And I was like, oh, wait, can you also grab Kelly one? <laughs> so he just grabbed a whole bunch. So <laughs> I will hope that uh, whenever I get a copy of the book, that maybe there will be a sticker in there. Yes. <laughs> have you read the book? I have not read the book. I'm really excited to. Whoa. I was starting to read some of the the online preview and I was like, I'm not getting too into it yet. I gotta wait. (laughs) But it's been getting great reviews. I'm super excited about it. And Lily sounds, you know, super smart, super invested. This is clearly a super well-researched book. So it's going to be really cool. Ethan and I got the privilege to read this book ahead of time in in preparation for our interview with Lily. And it is probably the greatest Weird Al book that has ever been written. (laughs) <laughs> I I honestly and, don't imagine that that's hyperbole at all. <laughs> and that's just by judging the book by its cover. Mm, exactly. Yes. Well, I'll I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> the first time that you were on the podcast was actually episode 22 inch, so that was about halfway through mm-hmm. from where we are right now at 44 inch. And we actually recorded that interview, though, before we even launched the podcast, Mm -hmm. because we knew we wanted you on the podcast no matter what. But I feel like a lot of stuff has happened since that first (laughs) interview that we should probably cover. Let's do it. Time. Time has passed. We're in a new year. Well, kind of similar to, to your experience with Lily, I guess, where she interviewed you and then you mystified her into hiring you to (laughs) do artwork after after dave and i interviewed you we were mystified and we hired you to do some really cool artwork i feel like i'm a witch in this scenario uh yeah (laughs) which i I won't i won't not take (laughs) a very talented witch when we were putting together our website we knew we wanted a really cool caricature of us and we both just were like we have to get kelly to do this and (laughs) Dave, what were you wearing in that caricature? <laughs> I was actually wearing the same exact shirt that I wore for Weird Al Star Ceremony. Yeah, and again, I chose uh, the most laborious shirt to, re- to replicate. <laughs> um, so this is a pattern. <laughs> Very detailed. Of course, I'm, I'm wearing a white shirt with our, our podcast logo. And something that really has taken on a life of its own... <laughs> This is going to make me sound more like a witch. (laughs) (laughs) So something that's kind of taken on a life of its own is our hand gestures in this drawing. (laughs) First, I want to thank you because my hand gesture is so easy to do. All it is, is for those who haven't seen the picture, it is just... Basically, if you think of the in 3D album mm-hmm. cover, it is me with my hand up just like Al, like I'm waving to somebody with my fingers spread apart. That is like <laughs> such a perfect you know, like a normal pose. hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so you got a normal one, Dave. You got a weird Al related one. Well, let's talk about my hand gesture <laughs> for a second. So my hand is contorted in this very interesting painful way uh where three of my fingers are touching then my pointer finger is separate from the middle finger and then my thumb is out so it's like if i was doing like you know finger guns but then unwrapped my other three fingers yeah that was the intent yeah okay i figured you worked backwards it's it's meant to be done in motion Where did that come from? I mean, obviously, obviously Dave's is Al from mm-hmm. in 3D, but 
I, I don't I don't know what my hand is doing. <laughs> Honestly, ever since you guys pointed out to me that this has been like a thing that has been replicated a million times, um, I've never been more self conscious about the precise placement of fingers that I've ever drawn. Because <laughs> uh, I I've cursed you, I've cursed you both. <laughs> you have. I'm also apparently but... giving Ethan carpal tunnel. So That's right. <laughs> I'm not liable for your future medical bills. <laughs> Uh, Just because you claim you're not liable doesn't mean you're not liable. Listen. Just saying that. We'll see. About that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Just um, saying, if you're listening to this right now in court and uh, <laughs> I'm the defendant. My lawyer is going to love this. <laughs> um, no, so when I was... When I was yeah. Uh, just blatantly stalking you guys on Facebook, <laughs> looking for reference photos that I could kind of cobble together to make sure I'm getting, you know your most essential features, kind of the way you dress, all that. There was a photo of you, Ethan, where you're kind of holding like a record or something and your hand is kind of in that position being like, bam, look at this cool thing I'm holding. And I was like, that looks like a fun jazzy pose. It'll look like he's pointing at the logo on the shirt. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is a great jazzy pose. Like I, I really enjoy it, but I just I have no idea where it came from. Yeah, so, I'm just... <laughs> you must have went real deep in my uh, photo history. It's possible. I don't know. I go down some rabbit holes sometimes when I'm looking for reference photos. I'm like, no, I need one where they're looking slightly to the right. And... Right. Well, I think you captured Ethan absolutely perfectly. The hand gesture, I see him do that all the time. So I don't know what he's talking about. Well, now about. you do. And... Thank you. Thank you. You're going to be one of my witnesses when we, uh, when we litigate this. I also appreciate the fact that my arms have not one piece of hair on them. <laughs> Ethan's arms have very hairy arms. Yeah, well... I mean, all of your body hair is clearly focused on your legs, as I <laughs> depicted before, so I didn't want to lie. Yeah, and what Kelly's talking about there is in her comic book, Weird Me, she draws a picture of me, and it's a great picture of me, but for some reason, <laughs> Not I'm some showing reason. off my tattoos, <laughs> and my legs look extremely hairy in the picture that Kelly drew. I believe you've said that your wife has co-signed my caricature of your body hair. I don't think my arms are that hairy. I mean, I'm looking at my arm right now, but... I have kind of a default way I draw hairy man arms, so you received the treatment. All right, all right. I, I think that Dave's hair is just facing away from the camera. Yes, that is very true. Image. I could have yeah. put some very light blonde wisps coming out yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll need an alternate version where you just see like i'll draw a version coming. from the back <laughs> yes yes oh i would love you'll that. have even more complicated hand gestures with your other arm <laughs> oh man see this is this is your your witchcraft mm -hmm. kelly yeah because now i need to see the back view oh it's coming it's gonna come when you least expect it <laughs> incredible <laughs> well it's been great catching up with you kelly we have one more task before you leave but i do want to know is there anything else you're working on besides drawing great pictures of ethan and myself and <laughs> cover art for weird al seriously books oh i'm always working on too many things at once um <laughs> of course so right now i'm actually in the thick of my personal publishing project that i do with my friend claire folkman um, it's a comic anthology series called Dirty Diamonds that features comics by all female and femme artists. Um, so we're actually working right now on our 10th and final book in the series, and it's all about death. So we're truly killing the book. The whole book features <laughs> um, just like a stupefying range of like really incredibly intelligent, thoughtful, unexpected stories all around experiences with death. So we just got through our Kickstarter campaign to raise the money to publish the book. So that's the most stressful part over with. Um, <laughs> but you were successful. We were very successful. I'm so happy about it. Running a Kickstarter is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> um, so I have my life back now. <laughs> 
Um, Excellent. Yeah, we're going to print in just a couple weeks, and then it should be available this spring. That's so cool. So for anyone listening who missed out on the Kickstarter, where can they follow and get more information? Well, they can visit our website at dirtydiamonds.net. Um, we're also Dirty Diamonds Yo on Twitter and uh, <laughs> and Instagram, and that's where you can find lots of other information about our publishing process and once the book becomes available. But it'll all be on our online store, and then possibly at an indie comics festival near you. Whoa, awesome! And of course, your partner in crime there, Claire. We got to meet yes. at the Philadelphia Weird Al show, and it was really great to meet her. Yeah, she uh, she absconded with my husband's VIP pass since he needed to go to something else right after the concert. So Claire <laughs> got to tag in and do the whole uh, meet and greet experience with me, which was really cool. That was awesome. Yeah, she's the she's the number one witness to people coming up to tables when we are selling comics and they talk to me about my Weird Al book. So she got to talk to Al about how much she's secondhand absorbed <laughs> me talking about this over and over and over again. And she was also fully present during that 13-year-old stage of my life. So Oh, really? She's, okay, she's so a you witness. guys have been, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> As is Dave, just remind the audience, when did you guys first start seeing shows? I started seeing shows during the Running With Scissors tour. So I think the first time that Dave and I met was in Hershey Park when Al did four shows in two days. Yeah, I think that was back in 1999, right? Yeah, yeah 99 so like 20 or years. That's insane. You guys have known each other or known of each other for 20 years. That's amazing. It's been a while. Well, Kelly, while you're here, Dave and I figured that maybe you could help us with one of our fan favorite Weird Al Top Fives. Oh, I could absolutely help with that. Since you did the cover art for Weird Al Seriously, we thought instead of going through an album song by song, we would look at the albums themselves and actually look at the cover art from the albums and collectively decide on the top five Weird Al cover arts of all time. I love it. It's a twist. It's about art. What more could I want? <laughs> and I definitely already have a list prepared. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, Dave, we need to come up with some ground rules because, you know, just going by album art, there's a lot of things to think about. <laughs> yeah, when we were coming up for the concept for this, we were going down so many different rabbit holes. Should we include this? Should we include this? Should we not include this? So what we ultimately decided on is we're just going to look at the cover, which is just the front piece that you see <laughs> of every... Not the... Not, not the back. Not the inside. For what's on the disc. <laughs> right. right. Not the disc, not the you know, liner notes, nothing. Just the cover, the first thing you see when you look at an album. And we've decided to only focus on Weird Al's 14 studio albums. So we have a finite list in front of us of 14 possible choices. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, what about international releases? <laughs> well, <laughs> excellent question, Ethan. As a lot of you know, and as collectors we definitely know, is that a lot of the foreign releases have alternate covers or slight variations. So we've decided to focus exclusively on the U.S. version of the cover. So if for those of you who are at home, if you were to get your squeeze box and take out medium rarities and set that aside and look at the other 14 sleeves that are in your squeeze box, that is what we are basing this list on. So no angry questions. Oh, you forgot the TV <laughs> album. You forgot the food album. Those are wonderful <laughs> covers, but we are not looking at those today. I feel like maybe a different day we can look at those because the compilations and the international releases and the singles, there's a lot of really cool art in there. And then you should bracket them for a future March Madness style showdown. <laughs> I love that. I love that idea. We should do that. Maybe we could still do it for the 14 here. The other stipulation I wanted to point out is for Alpalooza, we are going to be considering just the original red version of Alpalooza. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little more detail probably when we get to talk about Alpalooza, but there were two different U.S cover versions slightly different really the only difference was that one of them had a red background and one of them had a yellow background but we are focusing solely on the red one because that was the one that was initially released and it's the one in your squeeze box set 
And it's in your squeeze box set, too. Well, I was saying your as if talking to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked at yours, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> Do we know why there's two different color versions of it? Yes, Kelly, to answer your question, there is a reason why there are two different versions. And I will get to that when I talk about Alapalooza. So there's a little teaser for you. Oh, I'm, I'm so ready to learn. <laughs> so I, I feel like before we, we really jump into it, I think we should just kind of very quickly go over the 14 cover arts. You know, people may be jogging or driving or at work and they just don't have access to look at these. and Maybe they don't have a great photographic memory. So we'll go through, we'll give a quick description of each one, and then we'll dive in. We'll give our individual top fives and then together collectively we will decide on a definitive top five album arts. I'm ready. Right. I'm ready for the arguments. <laughs> earrings out, gloves dropped. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let me put my earrings in. Gloves <laughs> on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's start at the beginning. Al's very first album, which was released on April 26, 1983, is his self-titled album, Weird Al Yankovic. And this album art is all drawn it's very cool lots of bright colors very mad magazine-esque it's al in his bedroom dreaming of stardom so many little details so much fun stuff to look at on this one and that cover was designed by brazilian artist rogerio next up was weird al yankovic in 3d sometimes shortened to just in 3d that one was released on february 28th 1984 yeah, and on this one, on the cover, Al is copying your hand signal, Dave. Uh, the prescience. It's, it's, it's wild. And uh, he's looking through a wooden frame with space behind him and uh, clear skies and planes in front of him. Yep, the cover illustration artwork was done by Jim Hyman. Next up, June 18th, 1985 brought us Dare to be Stupid. This one's so iconic. You've got the Al Fisheye photograph. You've got all sorts of things, Lego bricks, pen, fish, toys, all floating in space with Al. And this one was kind of a collaboration between David Lane, Lou Beach, and Dennis Keeley. Next up, 1986, October 21st, Polka Party. And of course, Polka Party features Al in a very traditional polka leader hosen with his bright red accordion with hardcore punks thrashing <laughs> and <laughs> mashing all around him dennis keely was the photographer on that album and following that one was april 12th 1988 we got even worse this one if you blink and you look at the wrong thing you're gonna think that this is michael jackson from bad it is just al as michael jackson he's not fat <laughs> but he will be. <laughs> Sam Emerson was the photographer. Next up, my favorite album. Wait, Dave. What? I need to go back. Even worse, look at his hand on the right. <laughs> it looks like my hand. Guys, was this in insidiously the in my brain? <laughs> oh, no. I never noticed that before. Maybe I'm the cursed one. <laughs> I think his fingers are a little bit more separated than your fingers are, Ethan. But it's close. It's close. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, my favorite of all the album titles, UHF Original Motion Picture Soundtrack and Other Stuff. <laughs> that was released right around the time of UHF, the movie, on July 18th, 1989. And, of course, this one is very iconic if you're familiar with the film uhf or if you're familiar with our logo and it's got the uhf and the tvs it's got al and his eyes have that great test pattern in his glasses next up was off the deep end and that was released on april 14th 1992 very very much <laughs> the nirvana cover except al is swimming for a donut <laughs> Kirk Weddle was the photographer on that one. Next up, Alapalooza, released on October 5th, 1993. And of course, as we mentioned, this is the album art with the red background behind the Yankasaurus Rex. <laughs> yes, that Yankasaurus was designed by David Peters, who, fun fact, he also worked on the Dare to be Stupid video. Yeah. Hmm. 
Next up was Bad Hair Day, released on March 12, 1996. This has got a white background with Al in a pinstripe suit with very intricate Coolio hair standing up in every angle with a hat. I love it. The photographer on that one was Carl Studna. Next up, we have Running With Scissors, released on June 29, 1999. And this has Al running down a red track with his armpit hair and (laughs) (laughs) his arms in the air and scissors in his hands. The photographer on that one was Doug Haverty. Following that, we have Poodle Hat, released on May 20th, 2003. So this one features Al in a business suit with a newspaper. He's holding on inside a subway car. Oh, and he has a poodle on his head. Mark Seliger was the photographer on that one. Following that, on September 26, 2006, we had Straight Out of Linwood. This features Al very gangsterly in front of a Chevrolet with a dog and a graffiti building in a very desolate, creepy-looking Linwood. <laughs> the photographer for that very creepy shot was Michael Blackwell. On June 21, 2011... Alpocalypse. Al is, of course, coming out of a burst of fire. He's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, or the Alpocalypse, with burning <laughs> cities, screaming horses, and of course, Al's horse has Al's trademark curls. And Robin Von Swank is responsible for that. And finally, we have Mandatory Fun, released July 15th, 2014. It looks a lot like what you'd picture for. Russian propaganda. You've got Al in a military suit with <laughs> with airplanes in the sky and tanks and soldiers and flags and, of course, a sun behind Al. And the cover art was done by Robert Trachenberg. So now we've gone through all 14. Just real quick uh, to remind our listeners who have not heard of Top 5 List in a while from us, what we do is we go through each list. All three of us have brought a prepared list. We have not seen each other's list. We're going to go through. We're going to start at number 5. We're each going to give what our number 5 is. And we're going to go down the list till we get to number 1. And then at the end, all three of us, Kelly, Ethan, and myself, we must come up with a definitive Top 5 List that we all agree upon and no one is allowed to leave until we have a finalized (laughs) list. So I brought provisions. I've got potato chips and soda waiting here. And I'm ready to go all night if if I need to. I'm going to open a bottle of wine. (laughs) Well, Kelly, you are our guest. We would love to hear what your number five is. All right. Um, This was stressful, number one. Um, Because I had to think about what do I consider to be the best cover art like are we judging I don't know it's a it's a hundred different criteria so I'm sure that I waffle on what my criteria is for each of my selections but um whatever <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> I will point out none of Al's cover art makes me want to vomit I mean they're all cool and iconic and memorable in one way or another so well, this is really just personal opinion you know which one is your favorite and then which one's your second, third, fourth, and fifth favorite? <laughs> In order, ranked, and then fight about it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So my number five is Alapalooza. Alapalooza. Kelly, that made my list as well. Not number five, but that is on my list. But why is Alapalooza your number five album cover? So I have Alapalooza on the list because I think this is just a really great graphic image. Like it's just a very effective silhouette with the cutout glasses and the little sharp teeth um it's just super (laughs) effective you immediately know what it's referencing but it's also wholly original so i think it's just a really effective um logo parody and just a really great illustration and of course it features the red background yeah i had to go back and forth between the two and i was like do i like the yellow one more should i dock it because it's not the yellow one (laughs) (laughs) and of course the reason why it has that yellow background versus the red background this album cover is a parody of the jurassic park original soundtrack and the original soundtrack of course has a red cover in the background well even though that came out months ahead of time before alapalooza did somehow people were still confusing al's 
<laughs> Alapalooza with the Jurassic Park soundtrack, even though there's clearly a picture of a Yankosaurus on Al's version. <laughs> and it says Alapalooza in giant letters, not Jurassic Park. <laughs> Apparently enough people got confused about this that they had to switch it up so that people could tell it was not the Jurassic Park soundtrack. So that's when they switched the color, the background, to <laughs> the yellow, and they re-released it with the yellow background. Those, those poor, tormented Best Buy purchasers <laughs> going home and hearing this MacArthur Park parody. Well, think about it from the other side. What if someone was a huge Weird Al fan, and they're so excited to get Al's next album, and they come home, and they're hearing all this crap from Jurassic Park? <laughs> They must have thought it was like a really layered, <laughs> subtle parody in the instrumentation. <laughs> There's an accordion. If you listen really closely, play it backwards. I, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this as well. Whenever I walked in any kind of music store, the first thing I would look for is Weird Al. What Weird Al do they have? And it was always a struggle. Is it under W? Is it under Y? Did they put it under comedy? You know, it's it's always, it was always so difficult to find anything. I can only imagine these people going out of their way and then accidentally buying this instead of Jurassic Park. It's just like, <laughs> how stupid do you have to be? Well, for all the spots that, that you mentioned, is he under W? Is he under Y? You know, is he under comedy? Is he in the children's section? I don't think, <laughs> other than maybe UHF, he's ever been in the soundtrack section. So right. if you're looking for the Jurassic Park soundtrack, you should go to the Jurassic Park soundtrack and look for that in the soundtrack section. Also, who is... Who is that interested in the Jurassic Park soundtrack? It was a different time in 1993. I guess. <laughs> well, the, the music for Jurassic Park was actually really nice, so I could see somebody wanting to buy that, but it's not the same audience that was going out and buying the Weird Al Yankovic Alpalooza CD. I did, I did have both Jurassic Park and Weird Al music in my wedding playlist, so I, can, I get it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Hopefully the DJ played the correct one at the correct time. <laughs> Should have just done an overlap and made it the Jurassic Park song, been done with it. <laughs> so amazing. what's interesting about that, uh, how they changed that artwork, I know we're not talking about foreign releases, but this is interesting, that actually on the Canadian versions of the album, they actually have um, printed on you know, the actual cover itself something that says, you know, this is not the Jurassic Park soundtrack. That's paraphrasing, <laughs> basically. Right. And there was a sticker version on the U.S. version, but the actual Jurassic Park original soundtrack actually had text on the top and bottom, just like the Canadian version. So I would argue that by putting that disclaimer on there, it made it look even more like the <laughs> Jurassic Park original soundtrack cover. Sneaky. <laughs> so I'm wondering if there was a little bit of, you know, somebody saying, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to make it look even more like the Jurassic Park. Soundtrack. I would have started putting stickers on the Jurassic Park album saying this is not the Weird Al album. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I hope somebody did that. That's how you get kicked out of FYE. <laughs> And one more note that I have uh, on that is that I do want to talk a little bit about the Alapalooza name. That name itself is a parody of the very popular music festival, Lollapalooza, which was just basically getting started in the early 1990s. All right. Let me let me tell you my number five. You guys ready for this? I'm ready. Poodle Hat. It's a solid one. I love Poodle Hat because there is so much going on on here. I mean, there are so many different people on here with, you know, various relations to Al. Of course, there's a hidden 27. You have to look at the Boy Scout's arm. There's a 27 there. Um, you can see Al's wife. You can see Steve's son. You can see Al's friend, Joel Miller. There are so many people, including our good friend, UH Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, this one actually made my honorable mention list, and the reason why it didn't rank a little bit higher was because, to me, it felt very photoshopped. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, Absolutely. I 100% agree, and it's also on one of my honorable mentions, but... Um, I remember when this album art came out, I completely redesigned my website to like ape this aesthetic. 
And I feel like mm. I stared at this cover a million times because I was so hyped at the time when it came out. But looking at it again now with my incredibly critical glasses, <laughs> looking at the photo quality of the image editing of the poodle is too much for me. <laughs> I would also argue that when this came out, it obviously was not on vinyl. So we didn't get it to see it really in this great resolution unless we were looking at one of those record store promotional images. Yeah, it is a good point. You know, it was designed probably for a smaller, you know, CD sized cover, not thinking it would ever make it out to vinyl <laughs> or other than, you know, like you said, on big posters for promotional reasons. Plus, it was a different time. Now we're bringing the level of scrutiny that it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, photoshoppedness aside, I really I like, you know, the diversity on it. I love the the different people, the different looks and you know al's pregnant wife so i guess technically nina is on the, the cover <laughs> here um and then you just can't go wrong with our buddy uh jeff i do love uh jeff <laughs> we do love uh jeff and he, i am very happy that he is wearing a new york yankees hat <laughs> boo go phils <laughs> i mean some of the other people on this cover just to point out you pointed out a few of them but there are quite a few people that actually if you really dig deep in there you'll see that they're very connected to al most of them were friends or family from al um there's tracy berna who is a writer for the weird al show she's the woman in the beehive hair oh cool the boy scout his name is dylan bostick and he was a friend of their family bermuda's wife is on there i think you pointed that out leslie his mother-in-law and his father-in-law are both in there as well as his electrician, a couple he knew from his church, um, the owner of his favorite ice cream parlor, and even his aunt's boyfriend was on the cover. <laughs> and that's how you get free extras. <laughs> oh, man, I would have loved to be on this cover. <laughs> how cool would that be? And one more thing I do want to point out, too, is that you might not notice this if you're not from the New York City area, but the actual font that's used, those are pretty much the same font that's used in the New York City subways. Mm-hmm. Oh, a big thing that we should have pointed out prior to this is the poodle on Al's head is his poodle, Bella. And the, actually, the story behind that is kind of cool, too, because I think that Al came up with the idea for this poodle hat i think the story goes he was in bed with his wife suzanne and their poodle came up and perched itself on al's pillow and he turned to suzanne and said look honey a poodle hat and that's when <laughs> the idea for the album came in so it's kind of an inside joke i guess between al and his wife as you know it's so wholesome. and his poodle and his poodle. <laughs> all right dave what's your number five excellent question my number five <laughs> is Bad Hair Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, now Bad Hair Day certainly made my list. It is I, also on my list. I love this cover. I love how iconic it is. I mean, this was the first Weird Al album I ever uh, saw or heard. So, it, you know, that gives me an extra special place in my heart. But it is just so hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I can, it just, it makes me smile whenever I see it. I love it. Why, why did you choose it as your number five? Well, I too, it makes me laugh every time. It's just perfectly, like, when Coolio came out, and that was about, you know, the late 90s, you know, everyone was like, obviously the first thing you notice about him is his crazy hair. You know? <laughs> and he was popular. He was everywhere. So it was only perfect that Al had to do a parody of him. He did the hair. I just couldn't stop laughing when I saw it the first time. It's not a direct parody of any of Coolio's albums or anything like that. It's just a reference to Coolio. It is simple. It's the bad hair day, which, you know, Al's always kind of joked, at least up to that point, that he has really bad perm, which we know it's natural hair. But he always says, (laughs) I got really bad hair. You know, I have a bad hair day. So (laughs) it was like everything fit perfectly in there. He was doing a parody of Coolio on the album and he was doing a parody of Coolio on the cover. That's why it made my number five. Yeah, I agree. I think the styling of the hair is just so immediately identifiable and just insane. Like it's just very ridiculous. And I, yeah, I also laugh every time I think about it. (laughs) 
And it, it is interesting to think, you know, how iconic Coolio's hair was, but also just how iconic Al's hair is. So just to make that switch um, and put yourself on a cover of your album without your signature hair, you know, I, maybe it was thought of as a risk, but I think it just works so well. Absolutely. 100% agree. So let me give you my number four since we've already talked about it. My number four was Alapalooza. Mm-hmm. Alapalooza. Alapalooza is not on my top five, nor my honorable <laughs> mentions, although I do love the cover art. It just didn't make my list. Well, I think we're going to be arguing for that one. Yes. Yeah. That'll, okay. <laughs> we're already starting to form make teams. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I'll say that since we just talked about it, Bad Hair Day is my number four. Ah, okay. So you and I are pretty much on the same wave- wavelength here, Kelly. We're, we're thinking alike. Kind of close. Okay. Well, my number four is the self-titled Weird Al Yankovic. So this one, I mean, there is just so much going on. I know the aesthetic that they were going for was Mad Magazine, and it is just so much Mad Magazine, to the point that there's even a small Mad Magazine on it. (laughs) Um, The fact that there is something referencing at least every single song hidden in here Mm -hmm. on the album is so cool they did such a great job with that you can look at this a hundred times and feel like you you catch something new every time it's just one of those that you just you want to just keep looking at you you don't know where to look and everywhere you look it's a brand new hilarious thing to find yeah i think all i'll say is that i think that's a low pick for this album (laughs) oh interesting well, yeah. see, I'm, I'm very curious to see where this goes because, of course, Kelly, you're a very accomplished artist, and I'm just somebody who looks at art and goes, "Hey, I think that looks pretty." So we <laughs> we look at art and covers, yeah, album covers, totally different way. So I'm very curious to see, you know, where you rank everything when we get to it. But for me, I agree with you, Ethan. I love that this album cover references every single song on the album. And throws in a lot of other fun little things. I always pictured, like, since this song was basically, Al was still young. He was pretty much fresh out of college, a couple years out of college. I wonder if this is what his dorm room looked like back at Cal Poly. (laughs) I always pictured that this is what it was looking like. And basically somebody took a picture of his dorm room and they had him illustrated in a Mad Magazine style. I always imagine that he's such a perfectionist that he's probably so type A and like neat and tidy. So this kind of feels like his nightmare to me. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe this is what his brain looks like. Right. (laughs) So what I love about it, it has this thought bubble of Al and he's up on stage. And of course, that's going to tell his future. You know, he's going to be up on stage, you know, 40 years later, still doing this. But (laughs) I love that. And I know we're not talking about the back of the album, but I love that if you flip this album over, the back continues the joke. And it's him on stage, exactly what he's dreaming of. And all he wishes is that he was back in bed hugging his accordion. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all wish that? (laughs) All right. Is that all of number four? I think that was all of number four. All right. So let's move on. Ethan, what is your number three? My number three is... Sorry, Dave, my number three pick is just going to have to wait for next week on episode 45 inch. Ah, the suspense is killing me. I really wish I knew what your number three pick was going to be. Yeah, it was really bizarre that in the middle of us recording that we just stopped recording and all (laughs) went home. So, yeah, you're going to have to look forward to what my number three is, but also I'm looking forward to what your number three is, what Kelly's number three is, the rest of our picks, and of course, the definitive top five Weird Al album cover arts as decided by Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast and Kelly Phillips. That is something that I am looking forward to as well. I cannot wait to see how we ranked all of Weird Al's album cover art. A huge thank you to Kelly Phillips for sitting in with us. Kelly will be back with us again next week to finish up the top five list. For more with Kelly, you can check out kellyphillips.net and her anthology series, Dirty Diamonds. They're putting out their last issue, issue number 10, at dirtydiamonds.net. You know what else is coming up on next week's episode? A burrito burrito ad! 
This week's episode brought to you in part by the vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burritosquared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a Burrito Burrito Burrito, but every Burrito 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 can be Burrito Burritoed. Each week, we bring you amazing content like our interviews, our top five lists, all sorts of fun stuff. And you know what? We don't even ask for that much from you in return. All we ask is that if you enjoy the podcast and you want us to keep making these quality weekly podcasts for your entertainment, you can support us at patreon.com slash 2000 inch. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. And at the very least, follow us everywhere and tweet us and all that stuff. And also, another way you can support the podcast is to visit and purchase something from our official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast shop. You can head on over to shop.2000inch.com. You can pick up a pillow with Dave and Ethan on it, the caricature (laughs) that Kelly drew of us. You can have that as a pillow. You can put that pillow on your bed, on your sofa, on your couch, anything you want. And you can always look at that amazing (laughs) picture that Kelly drew of us and admire my beautiful hand signal. And my beautiful arm hair. (laughs) (laughs) And also, you can pick up an official Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast tote bag. If you live in New York like I do... You no longer are able to get free bags when you buy your groceries or buy something at the store, so you're going to have to start bringing your own. Why not do it in style? A huge thank you to all of our listeners, all of our subscribers, and everyone who follows us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at 2000inch, and for those of you who have joined our Facebook group, a huge thank you to you as well. And of course, an extra special thank you to our amazing, wonderful Patreon supporters. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, you can find out how over at patreon.com slash 2000inch. I'm going to put out a challenge to our listeners. If you enjoy this podcast, I request that you tell one friend, just one friend this week, to listen to the podcast. Help us get the word out there. And a stipulation to that is if Dave or I is your friend... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't tell us because we already listen. <laughs> you can find us online at 2000inch.com. Make sure to share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and of course, leave us messages to play on the air for our special hotline. It's open 27 hours a day, 347 Spatula. The best way to make sure that you do not miss a single episode or any of our insightful conversations, subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. You don't want to miss the conclusion of our conversation with Kelly Phillips, where we decide collectively the definitive top five Weird Al album cover arts. And let me tell you, what we decide is what goes. There is no complaining. (laughs) There is no disagreeing. So up until then, until the definitive top five is out there, we want you to send us your top five by heading over to our Twitter, our Facebook, our Facebook group, our Instagram, and let us know your top five Weird Al album cover arts from the 14 studio albums. Let us know. And if you happen to guess our exact top five in order, Maybe we'll even give you a sticker. Hey, Ethan, if I successfully guess the definitive top five Weird Al album cover art as proposed by Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast and Kelly Phillips, what will I get? You'll get a box of one dozen starving crazed weasels. Weasels? Oh, I was hoping for bear claws. That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 44-inch. I feel like I'm a witch in this scenario.